welcome to the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensaries. Each episode will dive into the world of search engine optimization for cannabis dispensaries. We'll discuss the latest strategies and tactics to help your dispensary rank higher on search engines and attract more patients and customers. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, Join us as we explore how to maximize your online presence and stay ahead of the competition in the rapidly growing cannabis industry. Welcome back. We are on episode five. And before we take a dive into the importance of the URL structure for SEO, do we have anything exciting to catch up on? I can tell you that for the first time in I don't know how many days, I actually got a whole night's sleep. My puppy did not wake me up once, and it was glorious. Anything new from your end? Well, do you think the DOG, and we put a LinkedIn post and a quick image on Instagram as well so that you guys can see oh, your beautiful did. face. Yeah. Yes. Also, DOG will be mine soon enough, so you should probably <laughs> say goodbyes here pretty soon. Now, do you think it's because DOG didn't wake up or just DOG just fly out didn't wake you up? No, she woke up twice. She woke up at three and my husband took her out and she woke up at six and my husband took her out. I just didn't wake up. And normally I do. Normally I'm the one that wakes up to take her out, but I did not this time. I must have needed to sleep that much. So no, she did wake up, but I was not me that took her out. So. Do you think you guys are, are getting on more of a routine of like... You handled the no. OG these two times, or is this like like a, no. a random event that <laughs> no. you slept? I think it was just a random event. Normally, my husband does like the early morning shift because he leaves early, but she is not on a good pooping schedule. I don't know. I don't know. But she goes to the vet next Tuesday to get spayed, so we are going to have a conversation with him about why she's not on a good pooping schedule because that's <laughs> really what's messing us up. But, you know, it is what it is. But I... For the first time this morning, woke up and I was like, oh, that's what it feels like to have a good night's sleep. <laughs> well, I feel like I can do anything today. Well, so, yeah, that's that's my life today. How about you? Anything anything exciting happening in your world? Yeah, we're pushing plans for Whistler, which is pretty cool. So a buddy of mine, he brought up a nuance, which I have no idea on, of course, because I'm the definition of a bachelor. Not married. Very much so. Don't have kids is, is what I mean. So mm. my friend Joe has three kids. So the end of August is what we're planned for, but that's also when school starts. And yep. as he says, he is the trophy husband. In other words, he takes care yes. of the kids. Well, his wife works at Cigna. She's really high ranking in the finance department. And so that kind of threw a wrench in plans. So we'll have to revise mm. scheduled plans. So we're thinking middle to early August now, but there's a lift at Whistler from our understanding that doesn't open until the middle of August. And I don't think that works on his side either. So we have to meet again. I think it's called top of the world. Like you have to take two gondolas to get there. And it's only open for like three weeks, I believe during the season. And I think it's specific to being after back to school. So it's not as crowded like the kids. So basically we don't get bullied by a bunch of 10 year old pros. <laughs> You'll get shown stupid. up. Like those videos on YouTube, like they're, these kids are nuts, you know, cause they, they have whistle yeah. in the backyard. Right. So 
these kids right. are back flips and front flips and all this and they're just like 10 12 years old so mm. can't have that yeah so we made plans on that and might have secured a spot on a new hockey team not a big deal we won last night of course duh and they're cool guys so i'm used to playing with guys that are older than me they're more around my age as in early 20s early 20s <laughs> <laughs> okay okay early 20s All right. cast box. Mm -hmm. so uh that was cool you haven't seen uh, your early 20s in quite some time so we had the early game last night so early as in early for beer league hockey i play goalie the early game was like 7 10 7 15 7 30 which gave us time to play the game it's like one hour and then you go upstairs afterwards and have a beer or um some pizza basically you know meet meet the new teammates and everything so that was cool so a buddy of mine that i mountain bike with said hey i play on this team it's really really fast it's actually too fast for me these are the texts that he was sending me he's like it's too fast for me and I, I basically just get lit up every every week. So can you sub? I feel like going snowboarding. It's <laughs> like, all right. So I showed up and the league was pretty fast. Pull out the W, of course, duh. And the guys were cool. So they asked me to come back. I got to ask James, my friend. He's a good goalie. He just hasn't been playing uh, that long. But he, he is an athlete. He's a hell of a mountain biker, too. That, that dude is nasty on a mountain bike. So we'll see. He said he kind of... It's like such a hard feeling on like a team sport knowing that, and I've been there before, but knowing that you're like the weakest link, so to speak. And like he, he said in a text, he goes, they basically lose because of me. And I was like, oh shit, that's the worst feeling in the world. Especially as a goalie, like you get lit up and you're just like, oh fuck. So, so this might not be the forum to the conversation, but at some time we will discuss the Bob situation <laughs> and whether you can get away with that. And on this hockey team versus that you got away with it on the last hockey team. Yeah, so this league, it, it's like a proper league. So there's a ref, there's a scorekeeper. Uh, you, you have to like register, you have to sign waivers. Uh, they actually put your stats online, which I think is kind of funny for beer league. Um, what happened with Bob, and we will get to that in a later episode, that was at a private skate where there's no ref, there's no scores, no scorekeeper. Basically, 22 guys show up and you just scrimmage. But that's for a later episode. That is a hilarious story. So that would not have happened last night. Last night, it's very formal. And the guys that played last night have played at some high level of hockey, whether it's college, you know, major junior. I don't think there were any pros there last night. But so last night was... was are we hockey. to believe that this new team is more civilized than the other team uh yeah like it, it's more it, it's more competitive it, it's it's definitely faster pace like there's like guys skate harder skate faster which i like the competition aspect of it and yeah. it's a better workout too i could tell they're they're kind of like middle of the pack which is good i'd rather be on, on the middle of the pack team and just get peppered with shots than be on yeah. like the best team and you only get like 10 shots a game so um, but yeah, it's to what you're saying, it's more formal, you know, again, referee and for the most part, both teams aren't shit bags and they're just there, you know, play good hockey, but also not be stupid and understand that we all have to go to work the next morning. So are you hurting today? Yeah. Like I, I stretched this morning. I'm pretty sore. I'm getting old and cast pots and, you know, I'm not, 
I mean, it's still in my early 20s. No. But You're like still, 40. Uh, but still, you know, I can't play like I used so to. So. And playing goalie just yeah. ruins your hips over time. So I have to do a certain stretch routine, and it is fun. Yeah. So being in the Denver area, it's the rink is about a 30, 35-minute drive to the suburbs. And it was good hockey. It was fast. So all in all, it was good to be in that kind of competition again and have uh, to be on the ice with like good hockey at night. Usually I play during the day, but this is at night. So I as well got surprisingly pretty good sleep. Well, look at us. We're all productive and everything today. Bam. <clears throat> which, right. which means yes. this should be a good podcast, but you just never yeah. know. You never know which way it's going to go, do you? Okay. Do we have? So today we are going to be talking about URL structures and why having a, a good URL structure is important for SEO and driving traffic to your dispensary website. So I guess the first thing we have to figure out is exactly what is a URL and how does a URL work? Yeah, so a URL is, it's the website address. So the URL is www.dispensary.com. That's a URL. And why it's important is every page on the website, again, Google ranks web pages, not websites. Every page on that website needs to be structured properly, the URL, in a certain section mm -hmm. of the website. So, for example, a URL can be www.dispensary.com slash qualifying conditions. That's called a folder. So, the URL structure going from qualifying conditions will be www.dispensary.com slash qualifying conditions and hyphenate that slash anxiety so that's the url so that's telling google when that page loads when google crawls it it's about a qualifying condition for a medical card and then the topic of that specific page is all about anxiety and how cannabis can help relieve anxiety so it's it's to further like drill down on not just the content of the page anxiety but to tell on the back end of the websites to tell Google exactly what that web page is about. It's also keep it organized so, too. So going back to like the very, very basic part of URL, can you confirm something for me? Do you have to use www dot anymore? Because I thought that you didn't have to use that anymore. I thought you could just type in, you know, dispensarygrowth.io or whatever your website is. I didn't think that you had to have the www anymore. Is that like a myth? Did I just learn that somewhere and I've made that up in my brain? Because I know I, you have to have the HTTPS because you want the S obviously for the security element of it. But yeah. if you don't type in the www, is that like a big deal or did I just make that up in my brain? I think you just laid that egg in your own brain. What's going to happen if you put in like, if it's www.dispensary.com and you just put in dispensary.com, yeah. it'll redirect the homepage either way. So it's it's called a canonical tag to get technical about it, but that should be preloaded into your website. So whether it's the hosting company or the back end, if you have like an SEO plugin like Yoast or Rank Math, whatever it is, that should take care of it for you. But to answer your question, the proper tags on the website will take you to the intended homepage, which is HTTPS which is secure. Mm -hmm. 
and it is mm -hmm. dispensary.com or www.dispensary.com. Whichever version okay. of the website so, will take you to that specific homepage. So I just made that all up in my, my brain. I think you just made it up in your brain. Yeah. I think you got too much. That's fine. And you just made it up. As you know, exactly. See, that's what happens. Then my brain just goes into overdrive. But at least we cleared it up because <laughs> I don't know why I've just made things up in my brain. But it's always good to ask because if I thought that, somebody else mm -hmm. probably has thought that also. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so you were talking about your URL address and how like it would be like slash qualifying conditions. Um, and we are going to talk about, have a podcast about silos because those are like super in-depth. But it brings us into like parent and child pages. We kind of equate them to like a filing cabinet and folders within that. So within your URL address, can you kind of break down within your URL, like a parent page and a child page, and then how your URL addresses that and the importance of keeping that URL address consistent within your child and your parent pages. Yeah. So if, if we look at a URL like dispensary.com slash medical card qualifying conditions, and that in itself is a keyword. So without stuffing the URL, should be real short, concise, and very simple to understand. If the URL structure is medical card qualifying conditions, and those four words are separated by hyphens, so that's the parent page, and that's going to group together all of the child pages. So on that parent page should be every single, you know, whether in Maryland or Illinois, whatever, whatever those conditions are, cancer, epilepsy, migraines, insomnia, vertigo, pain relief, whatever it is, list those out on your page. And then when a user pulls up that parent page and they click on learn more for, let's say, glaucoma, then the web page goes to medical card qualified conditions slash glaucoma. So that when not only Google scans that web page, but when a user scans that web page, they know exactly what this content is about. So it says, for example, the content will be, what is glaucoma? What are the symptoms? Can medical cannabis, you know, help relieve glaucoma? You know, everything on there is curated content. And so what happens is, generally speaking, those child pages will rank faster, and then it'll push up that parent page, which is a very broad topic that helps build topical relevance, which is a later episode. I think we're I don't know, 10, 12 episodes deep at that point for uh, topical relevance. But that's typically how you build topical relevance is topic clusters. And they're all about the child pages for those, that kind of content. So again, that's probably a long-winded explanation, but that keeps everything separated in a very clear and concise manner. So if on the parent page, we have a qualifying condition for like epilepsy. Then if you click on epilepsy, everything on that page is about... You know, what is epilepsy? What are the symptoms? What strain of marijuana is best for epilepsy? Everything on there is very clear. It's very organized and it's very concise. It's very helpful, you know, not just for the search engine, you know, wherever Google, Yahoo, Bing, doesn't matter, but also for the user. It's very easy for the user to find the information that they're looking for. So the reason that this helps your SEO in terms of Google ranking is because when Google is scraping your page, it's also scraping the URL. So it knows from reading this URL that 
the page you are on is a child page of a parent page because it's understanding that this anxiety sits under the medical condition page or this epilepsy sits under the medical conditions page or this depression sits under this medical conditions page because you've consistently named your URLs the same exact way every single time. So it's understanding that this page sits here and it's tied to this page or this page sits here and it's tied to this page. So consistency is the key, correct? Correct, correct. In yep. terms of your URL, and so also, uh, also in that vein, would it be would it be fair to say that not only is consistency the key in terms of like how you're how you're sitting your child and parent pages, and also you're hyphenating the name, you know, hyphenating the the names of the pages if it's got more than one word. For example, say PTSD or post traumatic stress disorder, you're going to hyphenate everything. So obviously keeping everything consistent in that respect is key. But would it be a fair statement to say that you need to make sure that you're also using keywords within those URLs? Would that be a key factor in success in terms of, you know, your SEO and helping your ranking within that, within the URL? Yeah, absolutely. Use use keywords in the URL. I mean, don't stuff it, but yeah. Yeah. Use keywords in, in the URL. Like when it's appropriate. As long as there's context to the content, to the contents of the web page, again, that, that we're going after, yes, use keywords in that URL. Right. But also you want to use the, keep these URLs as concise as possible, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want yeah. this URL dragging on and on and on and on. Like right. You need to keep it somewhat as short as you can. Understanding you're in the confinements of whatever your, you know, that particular page happens to reference or you know, what child page, parent page it may sit under. You don't want this URL just to keep going on and on either. It needs to be somewhat concise. Right, right. Okay, so let me ask you this from like a dispensary. Like if we're building a website for a dispensary and we're at the part where we are loading the products into their website and we are bearing in mind that we need to keep their URL concise, how do we do that for them? which enables their patients and their customers to find their products. Are we doing it from the perspective of their customers and patients finding it, finding products through the variety of the strain? Are we doing it from the perspective that they're going to find it through the condition that they may have? Are we doing it from them from the perspective of the type of product, meaning an edible or a vape or flower? Like, is there a best practice way of doing that? Like historically, what have you found like works best in terms of building that out? Because I can imagine that can get quite complicated. Yeah. So easiest way to do this is to have a plan for the website. Like when we build what, you know, we, we wireframe the websites first, right? We get approval from the dispensary right. that we're working with. So for example, it can be a whole silo or a piece of the website is about qualifying conditions. So again, the, the parent page right. will be medical card qualifying conditions slash mm-hmm. whatever condition you want. That's going to be an entry point into the website. Another can be edibles. And then what happens is the, these different pages are going to be found by different users in the different locations of where the dispensaries are found. So if, if we're talking like Denver, for example, you can have edibles and then, you know, the chill drops or whatever green Hornet, whatever those products are, 
it'll lead directly into the shopping menu. So that that's probably the easiest way to do it is now that's going to change here pretty soon with, with some new technology coming out. But mm-hmm. we found that with the search volume, obviously the products are first. So whether it's flour, pre-rolls, edibles, whatever it is, that's mm-hmm. going to lead the charger for in terms of keyword traffic, qualifying conditions. And then what's what's really going to lead it to are, are the GMBs, the Google My Business. So if somebody searches dispensary near me, like, you know, they're bottom of the funnel user, they're going to find that pin from Google, like uh, the top three searches. They're going to search for, you know, your directions or your phone number or just go to your online menu and shop from there. So as far as what needs to be mapped out and what entry points or sections of the website need to be on there, that's where we have to communicate with the dispensary or it doesn't matter who you work with. That needs to be communicated with your agency. You know, do we have a whole section about flour, which you should. You should have a strain library as long as it's driving traffic. Same with concentrates or edibles. And then on those child pages, then you can have the shop now drive conversions from those entry points. So hopefully that answered that question. That, that might have been a little technical. Or, so uh, then the shop now button will take you to your API that will then take you through to your customer or your patient being able to purchase, you know, yeah, product like, that they, like they think is going to work for them. Where they're located. Yeah. yeah. So that, that'll take them to like Jane or Dutchie or like wherever it is. If they're in Denver, that should take them to the, that Denver menu with a specific page just for shopping, just for flour. Right. Right. Okay. So it's probably less complicated than in my mind I was imagining it to be because you're right. If you've set your website up correctly, your customer and patient will inevitably find their way to where they need to be relatively quickly if you've given them the tools with which to do so right if you set them up for success they will find their way relatively quickly there's times too where like we found we've actually be tested this is somebody looking for a product first or are they just looking for a location first so if somebody lands on the website are they going to say, oh, I'm in Denver, but I don't want to drive this far. So they just leave your website. And if they leave your website right away, then your bounce rate goes up and that's bad for SEO. But if they they say, if they land on your website and they navigate to location and you say like central Denver, for example, they mm-hmm. might navigate more to location to find your shopping page. They might navigate more to location-based versus a product-based. Hopefully that makes sense. So they're looking yeah. to see yeah. where you are versus pre-rolls. And in that okay. case, then it might be make more sense to just take the products off and put the directions or your locations back on your homepage. But that right. comes through A-B testing. So yeah, that's, so that's not just, that's it, not standard across the board. That's going to be what, after some A-B testing, okay, what makes more sense for you, your customers, yeah. your patients? Yeah, exactly. that's not that's not like standard operating procedure for every single dispensary. That's going to be specific, you know. Right. To your means. Okay, so basically, pretty much to sum up, you're going to have to keep your, your URLs short, but as descriptive as possible. You want to try and use the relevant keywords, but you don't want to stuff those keywords. Well, we talk, I feel like we talk about keyword stuffing in every episode, but I feel like it's because it's so important that you don't it's, do it. So yeah. that's why we like, it comes up all the time. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not yeah, good for yeah. you. Always use hyphens to separate words. Big time, do it. Another thing, 
I always say is check your spelling. Always check your spelling because yes. one, you know, one wrong letter somewhere can mess up so much stuff for you. Don't use unnecessary characters that you don't need. Don't have massively elongated URLs and be as consistent as you possibly can within your parent page and your child pages. And that should set you up for some success as far as, you know, helping that with your ranking and your Google scraping with your SEO. And I think that's pretty much most of the key points, unless you have anything else to add that we have not touched in this episode. You know, on uh, on checking for success, you should have Google mm. Analytics and Google Search Console hooked into your website. Oh yeah. And in order to check oh, that, sure. to check that success, you can do a content drill down in Google Analytics, and you can check the specific silos. So if you have your blog, and we we see this all the time, and it's so infuriating that developers don't set this up beforehand. But if your URL structure, it's called permalinks. But if the URL structure isn't set up and you click on blog and then you click on like difference between Indica and Sativa and the URL structure, it loads a page and it's like www.dispensary.com slash difference between Indica and Sativa. The whole thing is fucked because that's creating orphan pages and you can't do a content drill down in Google Analytics because there's no slash blog in that URL structure. When you do a drill mm-hmm. down on slash blog, it tells you every single blog and how it's performing. And then you can optimize, well, these top blogs are performing in this way. So maybe we can touch it a little bit. But more importantly, we can see what blogs are not performing or not set up for success. We could add more content, add more keywords, internal page linking, like we talked about in the last episode, et cetera, et cetera. So if URL structure is not set up properly, the whole thing is just a mess. So that's why it's critical. When the website is built, would be obviously the best time to do it. But do it from day one from building the website or you know, bring in a developer that knows it's called 301 or redirect. I was pages. about to say otherwise, yeah, you find yourself yeah. having to 301, a whole bunch of pages, huh? Yeah. And that in itself yeah. is a pain in the ass. There could be some risk there too, but it's so much easier when the website is organized correctly. You have a bird's eye view with like a wireframe. It's so much easier to mm-hmm. dive into the analytics to make sure that, like you said, the website is set up for success because you can drill down each qualifying conditions, edibles, flour, you know, slash flour, like what are your top products? And you can analyze data from there, but you can't do it if, if the website's a mess. So that's right. why it's important yeah. to organize your website from day one. Definitely agree. And it's a lot easier to find out, you know, where you can improve and, you know, what's really, really working for you and what's not working for you if, you're, if your analytics are on point. And if your analytics is missing because of something that you've not set up correctly, it's very infuriating. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely would agree with that. All yeah. right. Well, I think that just about sums up this episode. Unless, like I said, there's anything else you want to add, but I think we've pretty much covered it for now. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got on my side. That's all I got on my side. So I guess until next time, We will talk to you soon. That's it. We out. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the High Rankings Podcast, brought to you by Dispensary Growth, the preeminent SEO agency for dispensaries. 
Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found value in the insight and the tips we shared. If you did, please hit that subscribe button. And if you're feeling super generous, we would love it if you left us a review. If there's a specific topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, or if you have any questions, you can go ahead and find us on LinkedIn or YouTube. We'll see you next time.